Welcome to the WNBA show brought to you by 265 Media. I am the founder of 265 Media, Daniel Artest. Got my guy right here, my partner, KDOT, Kevin Lewis in the building. KDOT, man, we just seen a pretty good game. Um, even though Chicago, you know, they, they kind of ran away with it um, early in the second quarter and um, ran to a 91 to 77 victory game, one of the WNBA finals. Phoenix, Phoenix Mercury, Chicago Sky, Chicago, you know, took it 14 point win. KDOT, what was your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you just mentioned that Chicago um, won on that run in the second quarter, and that run was specifically a 17 to 2 run um, to end the second um, quarter in the first half. Um, I think that what they were able to do, they were able to buckle down defensively, um, was able to uh, put their hands in the cookie jar a little bit um, as far as passing lanes um, and increase their fast break um, points. Uh, one thing that uh, that interests me in that 17 to two run was that they were able to, uh, of course, uh, monetize off of the turnovers that uh, Phoenix was um, was doing. And I think the important thing to, to mention is that um, Chicago played the entire game in their pace. We talked about that um, a couple weeks ago when we had um, Erica Ayala and Monica Minut on. We talked about pace more um, in particular, the Connecticut Sun. Well, the Chicago Sky basically did what we were talking about regarding the Connecticut Sun and how well they've been doing um, their pace all year long. And James Wade has done such a great job with with his adjustments, um, understanding what the first punch looks like. And when they got punched in the first quarter, they were down five um, at the end of that first quarter. They were able to figure it out and was able to, you know, definitely um, go on the run that they uh, that they did in the second uh, quarter. And they were able to run away with it uh, throughout the entire game. They dictated play. They dictated pace. Yeah, they 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 pretty much did. And um, you know what? We didn't do a, a finals, you know, preview podcast and stuff because. Um, we didn't even do a podcast in a minute, actually. Like, you know what I mean? Even with the, the Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky, like, I had questions, you know what I mean, about, you know, the guard play of these other teams and stuff. You know what I mean? When you got, you know, you got guards like, you know, Sloot, Quigley, um, and Kalea Copper, man. Like, you know, people, uh, players that can score, that can get players involved in the game, that can actually make a post-entry pass, <laughs> you know, um, and that is willing to defend and everything like this this series is really going to come down to the guard play. And we've seen it today and we've seen it in um, uh, Claire Copper, you know, 21 points, 10 rebounds, three assists and two steals all over the court and everything. Two for four from three. She only took 13 shots, you know, and, um, you know, but of course with Vandersloot, 12 points, 11 assists and, and, and five rebounds. And then Quiggs, you know, uh, three, she shot 11 threes. Uh, she only made three of them, but she had 18 points. You know what I mean? It's just crazy how good this team is after, you know, they started out, you know, so inconsistent. And Kada, you know, we was actually on the um, Chicago Sky's case all season about them being inconsistent and everything, uh, you know, from the coaching and from his message, you know what I mean, from the players. And then, like, you know, they're going a little uh, win streak and then they're, you know, you know, tail off a little bit. But, like, this team, this Chicago, um, this Chicago team, is definitely built, you know, for for to to make this uh this championship run. I'm kind of surprised 
that um you know Brittany Griner really didn't get the ball that much. Yeah, she took 15 shots and she had she had her 20, but I just kind of felt like it wasn't like you know, listen, she has a mismatch and stuff like that. And, you know, you'll give a, a lot of credit to Candace Parker's, you know, defense, um, you know, on, on Brittany and everything. And um, also, you know, being able to keep her away from the basket and, and things like that, you know. Um, but I don't know, man, like this this series is going to be real difficult. You know what I mean? Based on the, that that three-headed monster from them, from them guards they got, you know, on, on, on Chicago's side, K-Dot. Yeah, well – um shout out to Jeanette Samuels she 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 said something that was really in, that that was really interesting um when we were in in our rooms like you're you're only as good as the players around you and Phoenix they just don't have the the players around them that would be able to do what Brittany Griner can do in the post and just like you mentioned earlier uh DA when you talked about having guards giving you a post-entry pass. Well, Kia Nurse isn't there. She tore ACL. Um, even though Sophie Cunningham um, has a calf strain, she's, again, she's not there. Um, Bria Hartley is just coming back from an ACL um, injury last year, and she's trying to get herself acclimated, you know? So when you have the the team that you have and the depleted team that you have, it's very difficult to run sort of your normal sets and you know with Brittany Griner I mean the the dominant beast she is you know you're absolutely right I mean I felt like she didn't get enough touches um to keep Chicago honest and uh, another thing that I'm going to mention to to Chicago's credit when you have Stephanie Dolson playing the way she played in game one I mean that's just an added bonus for Chicago so you got to give Chicago tons of credit with what they were able to do um, in game one. And, you know, we, we talked about this um, in, in our earlier rooms uh, today. If you can uh, look at any positive for Phoenix, you know, Phoenix were, was able to, you know, even though they were down 20, they were still fighting. They were still, um, you know, trying to be gritty, trying to be grimy, trying to keep the, the score as, as low as they could. Um, even though Chicago blew it out the water. Um, so that translate into the next game. So if you can have that much confidence coming into the next game, maybe you will be able to, um, you know, uh, try to get that victory. But um, just coming back to Chicago and giving them credit where credit is due, they were able to do everything that the game plan said um, they needed to do. Um, Candace Parker was amazing. Khalil Copper was amazing. Um, one thing that I want to just kind of point out, um, Courtney Vandersloot did go out um, and it looked like an apparent foot injury. Um, it's been the same foot that's been bothering her um, all season long. So um, it looks like the plantar fascia from the way she was kind of trying to exercise that foot. I'm not sure exactly what the injury is, but you got to keep a look um, out for that and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But they got, they got, they don't play until Wednesday. So I'm sure that, you know, she, she'll be fine with the rest and, uh, you know, recovery and everything like that. And also let's, let's um, talk about uh, Diana Taurasi and stuff. Congratulations to her and Patty Taylor having the baby. Also congrats to DT on the fan vote of, you know, becoming the greatest player of all time, which that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that fans should have, you know what I mean? The vote 
or if they're going to have the vote, there should definitely be a second vote with, you know, players and coaches and, you know, I mean, people that are, you know, not biased or whatever, but whatever. Um, she, she was, she was, she was ineffective today. You know I mean? She came out, hit those two threes and stuff, but she ended up, you know, with 17 points, but she was in foul trouble. She turned the ball over. I want to say six times she has, um, she turned the ball over. It's just, it's just, it just wasn't her, her, her game um, today. You know, it's a lot of things though. You know what I mean? Just probably by the emotions of, you know, having, you know I mean? The baby and, and the emotions of, you know, pregame stuff with, you know, getting the uh, goat award, the goat ball and things like that. And, um, you know, I think like, but I don't want to say like, this is how the series is going to go for her, you know? Um, yeah, she's 39, but we also know that, you know, her basketball IQ is like, is elite, you know, um, special, special IQ, um, um, special high IQ basketball player. I think that she, she'll probably bounce back in, in, in game two and stuff. But she, you know, she also got to stop with with the antics too, man. Just play the game. Stop. So I seen her today a little bit looking for fouls and stuff. You know what I mean? And um, I, I just want to see her, you know, just go out and just be what she what she is, man. She's a she's a killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, Kato, we ranked her DT number three all time for a reason. You know, um, I just I just wish that I would have seen her play a little bit more. You know, take that energy and, and focus that energy that you have towards the rest when you're not getting a call, and then just you know direct it more you know, on court and stuff. And, you know, maybe I think the game would have, would have, you know, went a little bit better for her. Cause you know what I mean? As she go, her team is going, you know what I mean? Then you can see her teammates also, you know, complaining to referees for a foul. I remember, um, they showed it on TV, but they was like going to a commercial break, you know, a DT was just like letting the ref have it, have it. And then you see like, you know, um, Brittany Griner also doing the same thing and stuff that they're following that, that leader's attitude right there. You know what I mean? It was kind of, she just kind of got off, off course a lot, you know? So I, I, I wanted to see more for her and it affected her play today, brother. Yeah. Um, you know, Diana Tarazi is Diana Tarazi. And, um, first things first, you know, just like you said, you know, congratulations, um, to her and Penny Taylor, you know, first, you know, for the birth um, of their child. And then of course, for, Diana Tarazi, you know, winning the fan vote as um, greatest of all time. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we we know how Diana, Diana Tarazi plays. Like, she plays to get the calls. And when she doesn't get the calls, you know, sometimes, you know, the game gets away from her. And, you know, I think with with this game in particular, um, I'm I'm going to I'm going to put this game on, you know, just by committee. Um, from Phoenix. And of course, that also is due to, you know, lack of depth. You know, I think that uh, defensively, they just weren't sharp. Um, one thing that interests me is that second quarter, uh, they were outscored, um, you know, by Chicago. Um, they were they were a minus 16. Um, they only scored 10 points in the quarter. And I think that's what would help Chicago um, steer um, that that run that they had. And when you look at the rest of the game, I mean, they, they of course, lost the third quarter, but that third quarter was 28 to 26 um, Chicago. And then the fourth quarter was 17 to 16 Chicago. So it ultimately came down to the second quarter where they just um, kind of took their foot off the gas and they allowed Chicago to dictate the game. The rest of the way, the the rest of the way. Now, I don't think I don't think they took their foot off the gas. I think that Chicago just took the game from them in that in that second quarter. You know, um, it's and that's what it is. It's basically like you said, it is the second quarter. You know, um, it's 
these playoff games, like I said in the room earlier, uh, when we say room, y'all, uh, for the listeners, we're talking about like, you know, the clubhouse rooms or or halftime or, or Spotify green room. But today we was on clubhouse for a little second. And I was uh, basically telling the room that, you know, with these playoff games, though, you got to understand, like, every game is, is its own island, you know, and like, you know, for how it may not work for you in, in one game, it'll work for you in the second game. You know what I mean? These players is going to study film. These coaches is going to study film. They're going to be up all night, you know, seeing like what they could have, what went wrong and stuff. And, um, you know, and, and throw this game away and prepare for the, for game two. You know what I mean? They're still at home. So they still have, you know what I mean? That crowd momentum, you know, behind them and stuff. And um, I think that, you know, Phoenix, they'll figure it out. That that second quarter right there won't happen. Uh, I, I think that we won't see another 17-0, 17-2 run, you know what I mean, for, for the rest of these finals, man. I think that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be real interesting, man. I'm excited to to see how this how this uh, rest of this series go, K-Dot. Yeah, I am too. Um, and let's just kind of talk about just the series um, as a whole. Um, one amazing thing about the series is that you have, the five seed versus the six seed. You know, we coming into this uh, this finals, I expected Chicago to be in the finals. I expected Phoenix to compete to be a part of the finals, even though I didn't pick them to be in the finals. They end up being in the finals anyway um, with that incredible victory on Friday night versus the Las Vegas Aces and a gritty victory as well um and what we're talking about is of course we got to highlight diana taravi versus candace parker the storyline is there you have to highlight the idea of phoenix being um injury prone all year long and figuring out a way to get to the finals we can say the same thing about chicago injury prone people in and out the lineup uh and somehow they figured out a way to get to the finals. But this is going to be uh, still one of the most exciting finals, um, whether it's a sweep by Chicago or whether it goes um, to five to, you know, Phoenix victory or Chicago's victory. Wait a minute. Who you got? Who, wait, 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 wait. Who you got winning this finals anyway? I have Chicago winning the finals. Um, and the reason why I have Chicago winning the finals is because I believe that they had the tougher road getting there and they are just mentally and physically prepared and along with phoenix um being depleted the way they are i don't think in a series phoenix is going to be able to withstand what chicago is going to be able to throw at them um so i have chicago winning what about you mm, um Ah oh, man, it's, I kind I, I kind of agree with you, man, with, with Chicago winning because of me. Like I said, man, like you only this team, you only as good as your great guard play, man. And I just kind of feel like when you got somebody like Sloot like that, when you got a veteran laden team like like what Chicago has, you know, of course we know Phoenix has it too as well. But when you got that that point guard, man, and and um. I just think that it, it just makes life so much easier. You see how they play, man. Then you see oh, how they also, you know, defend as well, too. But, like, and then also, you know, Phoenix is shorthanded. Do they even have enough in the tank? We got to – you got to understand, you know, even that game five versus um, the Aces, they was just playing their entire start- – I mean, their starters the entire game. 
You know what I mean? Um, I want to. I think Tarasi, Brittany, uh, Skyler, and uh, Brianna, they all played like 35 minutes or more and everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, you know, of course, you know, you got the great uh, Bria Hartley and stuff too as well. But, you know, she's still not herself coming back from that, um, from the ACL injury. And also, you know, you know, Kev Vaughn up there in age too as well. Uh, I think that until Sophie comes back, they're going to have to follow that formula and then just rely on their on their um, their main core players to play them a lot of minutes. You know what I mean? So it's going it's going to be tough. Um, it's doable for for uh, for Phoenix to win, but I'm just going to edge on the side of you know of, of the availability right now. You know what I mean? And that's what Chicago has over um, Phoenix right now. Yeah, you, you have to. Um, honestly, it's one of those things where it's inevitable. Like, when you look at just looking at the roster and looking at the availability of players, um, and again, shout out to Jeanette, like, Sophie has to be available, like, come Wednesday. <laughs> they, they need more bodies. Um, and that's the only way I can see Phoenix, you know, even sneaking a win out of, out of this series. Um, and when you have, you know, as depleted as Phoenix looks, like you also have Diana who's literally injured. Like she has a fracture, like her foot is fractured and she's playing on it. You know, she's, she's had problems with her hip this, this year. She has problems. She had problems with her ankle this year and she's out there playing and you know one one thing that's going to be important um come wednesday is you know who is going to be more uh available for phoenix in order um you know to get to get wins because the sky they are piping hot right now like mm. they they are on a roll so you know I, I again you know i still believe that you know chicago um has has the ability you know to win uh the series um, but it's definitely going to be kind of like the question at hand, like what is Phoenix going to do with their in, in regards to their depth? Um, that's a great point, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I was also thinking about something too as well uh, with the, the Brittany Griner, you know, dynamic. We know that Chicago has nobody that can defend her one-on-one. So you know that they're going to send multiple defenders, you know what I mean, to, to BG's wave especially when she catched that ball, you know. But we also know BG uh, as an improved passer and stuff too as well. But sometimes that hurts, you know what I mean, when they double team her and she's willingly giving up the ball because sometimes, you know, this Mercury team can go cold, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have Sophie, you know what I mean, in the corner, wherever, or even in Brittany's eyesight so she can get that ball up there, it's going to, it's going to be hard. Cause if they go cold, man, it, it, it'll be trouble, especially for Brittany because they, now that the, um, the defense can key in on her more, not, not worry about the, you know, the, the outside shooting and stuff too, as well. And also, um, you know, it, it's crazy. I just wish that we did a, 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 a um, a season preview show, KDOT, because I asked so many questions, man, like, you know what I mean? About how, in your opinion, how should the sky, you know, defend, uh, Brittany and, you know, slowing down Vandersloot and like, like, who's your X factor and stuff like that. Like Shea Petty, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, going forward, you know, to see how this, um, you know, like I said earlier, how this series pans out. There's just so many questions that, that gotta be answered, man. I know we had game one and, and everything, but, um, you know, sky ain't falling yet, but, um, 
you know, it's, it's it, like with Ken Nurse out, this actually really hurts this team, man. It really does. What you think? Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, to, to your point, yeah, we didn't do a finals preview show, but we can always talk adjustments. So if you were the Phoenix Mercury um, DA, what would be your adjustment going? I was the Phoenix Mercury. My, my adjustments going into game two is to don't worry about the refs. Just play the game of basketball, man. Just go out there and, and enjoy it and have fun. Like, we're in the finals and stuff, you know? And just let the cards, you know, fall and stuff. You know, we see what what we can do when we're locked in and stuff. And then we'll see what can happen to us when we're not focused and when we are wor- worrying about, you know what I mean, the, the referees and, and, and things like that, you know? Um, but enough of me and enough of you, KDOT. Um, I want to welcome Jeanette Samuels to the panel and stuff. Like I said, we are on Spotify Green Room and um, on, on live on the podcast. And, um, you know, we have people in the audience and Jeanette decided to come up and, um, you know, talk some basketball with us. So, you know, let's let the the uh, the lady have her um, have the floor. Go ahead, Jeanette. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, I think that if I'm Phoenix, I'm putting everything out on the table and I'm putting Megan Walker in the game and her job and her only job is to run with Kalia Copper. Like you don't don't even touch the ball on offense, but just have a body on her that's going to stay on her who has the freshest legs so that she's not hitting all these screens and coming up for these wide open shots. Um, because you can't have, like you're going to need Sky and Shay to save their legs so that they can make shots down the stretch. And if they're running all game chasing her, that's not going to happen. And so you got to, and that's, I think, why they miss a Kia Nurse and that's why they miss a Sophie Cunningham. Yeah, I, hey, that's a good point. And, you know, when you was making your good points, your phone was going off <laughs> every time you was making your good points and stuff. Um, Kata, what else, what are the questions you have for uh, Jeanette, brother? Yeah, so, so Jeanette, uh, we, we talked about this earlier. So when we talk about kind of like the additional adjustments, um, so think about this offensively. What do you think of a Diana Tarazi pick and roll um, where you're keeping Chicago honest and you have to pick your poison. Um, not necessarily Diana throwing up those threes that she did um, in, in today's game, but literally running the traditional pick and roll where you have to understand where like Diana can pick her spot anywhere on the floor. Like, are you going to guard that? Or are you going to guard the role person, which would be Brittany going straight to the bucket? Like, what do you think about that type of adjustment? I think they're going to do it once or twice, but again, like she's got a bum ankle. And so having Diana Taurasi run and make it off the screens, like unless it's off of a out of bounds play, I don't think that's sustainable for her. I'd much rather. Do you see that same? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'd much rather see Sky Diggy doing it because she loves that little floater in the lane. And so I'd much rather see her run. And that was my that was my very next question. I was like, well, if if it's not Diana, what do you think about Scholar? And that that's my um, that will be my adjustment um, offensively because um, I, I I did think that even though Scholar went what five for nine um today, 
uh, 15 points. Um, I think she was still, um, she wasn't as aggressive as she's been. Um, and I think that if you could use Skylar a lot more um, and using that pick and roll with her and BG, like Skylar Diggins has learned the art of the pick and roll so much from Chris Paul this past season that she's like, she literally like kept calling and calling and calling Chris Paul and watching Chris Paul um, videos um, and film. And like, she's learned the art of getting that defender on her back and probing the, uh, the, the, the offense where she can either get that elbow jumper or she can go in for that floater. So I wanna see more of that um, on the offensive side. And again, trying to keep Chicago honest by, by using that would be, would be great. But I think um, using more of that pick and roll would be beneficial. And then when they try to find a way to stop the pick and roll, then you go back to your traditional, trying to get the ball into BG and figure out some cross matches, put BG in some, in some drag um, um, action, you know what I'm saying, uh, to, to keep her in cross matches, you know, figure out a way to get Stephanie Dolson and, um, and Stevens away from uh, BG. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's some of the adjustments that I think that, that Phoenix uh, should do um, coming into game two. So uh, if you're Chicago, um, both uh, Daniel and Jeanette, what do you do to maintain your, uh, your... I want Chicago to come out with more consistency, with, with, with more, um, you know, more urgency. That's the better word to use. Because, you know, they, they, they came out kind of slow and we've seen, you know, Phoenix, you know, jump on them and everything like that. So I would like to see that, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, they're on the road and, um, you know, you don't want to get punched in the mouth first. You want to hit first especially when you're on the road. So I want to see them, you know, start the game um, a, a little bit better and stuff. And also, you know, I want to see, um, I want to know, I hope that uh, big mama Steph, Stephanie Dolson can re repeat that uh, performance she had today. She played really good. We didn't really talk about it. You know what I mean, you know, um, coming off the bench where she had like 14 points in about 16 minutes or, or something like that, you know? So I, I like, I like how she, you know, how she played and stuff. And, but, um, and also like what's going on with um, Diamond DeShields? Uh, she she only I think she only played like eleven minutes, you know what I mean. So I want to know what's going on with that. Did um did I I don't know if I missed um any reports that she injured or anything. I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna give that to Jeanette. Jeanette knows a lot more um about that situation, in my opinion, um I believe than I would. So I'm gonna let you go ahead, Jeanette, and then I'll uh I'll give my my spew on what I think. Um. I think she's completely healthy. I just think they've also found that their offense and their defense runs better when she serves in a limited capacity. And I was going to honestly say the same thing. I think we talked about this earlier, right? When it comes to matchups um, and in a series, you know, there are going to be some series where some players are going to be utilized more than others. And I think with diamond, um, she ran into a situation where in both the Sun and I think in this series um, as well, uh, there's some uh, limits that Diamond has. Um, and James and Coach James Wade is just literally saying, listen, you're limited. I'm going to give you some spot minutes, but you're not going to be seeing, you know, your 27 to 28 minutes that you saw in the regular season. 
Um, and we're going to need you to kind of, you know, be accepted to that. And, you know, whatever you can do to provide, you know, quality for the team, then you do that. Um, but, you, you know, she's not injured at all. Um, I think it's just because the way that both series has worked, um, it definitely hasn't worked in her favor, especially on the defensive end. Because one thing about uh, Chicago, Chicago is definitely prodding everything on what they do on the defensive end and what they do from a rebounding perspective. And Diamond DeShields doesn't have any of that at this point. Um, although she's, you know, a great scorer, um, a great uh, person um, offensively when it comes to kind of like um, determining what uh, or, or gauging kind of like what the offense can do um, because she has that scoring ability, but it definitely lacks um, on the defensive end. Um, you saw some, some lapses um, defensively today with Diana Tarazi, you know, uh, I think one play she went under the screen and allowed Diana to, to hit a, a, a deep three, um, knowing that Diana can, can hit that shot. Um, there was another case where she goes over the screen, but she was delayed in getting over the screen with Diana Tarazi and she ends up following her at the three-point line. And those are the things that James Wade is looking at and saying, like, you don't need that. You know, because that's all, that's six points right there that you're giving up. So I think that's the case with uh, Diamond. And, you know, hopefully she just embraced, you know, the minutes that she gets and provide um, a, a plus um, column every time she's on the floor. So I want to preface this by saying I absolutely love Diamond DeShields. I think she's an incredible human being and ridiculously athletic. That being said, Diamond DeShields is a far less efficient Kalia Copper. That's why her minutes are what they are. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I agree, I agree with you on that right there. And yes, preference. <laughs> I think that we all love Diamond's game and stuff like, you know, when she on, she on. And when she's off, you know what I mean? You, it, it affects the team and stuff. And just her, like, not being, you know what I mean, a really solid defender, that kind of helps her. I mean, her hurts her you know, staying on the floor and stuff. But, uh, like, you know, you wish that, she, you know, she had that defensive acumen, you know what I mean, as, as a Kalea and stuff. And it kind of looks like, you know, Kalea's just like, I'm just take those minutes. She wasn't playing. I mean, uh, Kalea was playing a lot of minutes, but, like, you know, Diamond was was also playing. So it seems like the trust went, you know, more on Copper's side and kind of went away from from Diamond's side and stuff. So that's, a, that's an interesting dynamic, man, you know what I mean, going forward. So early on in the season, they were both starting and he had Quigley coming off the bench. Um, I personally didn't think that was a good decision because I think Quigley is one of the best shooters in the history of the WNBA. And just as far as spacing goes, like having Quigley on the floor with the rest of the starting four I just made more sense. And so that's what he's gone to for the last half of the season. And for the Yeah, definitely work. All right, so before we go, hey, so uh, are we um we doing predictions or are we... we... <laughs> Well, I know Jeanette's prediction. Jeanette got Chicago um, game two because she's looking for the sweep. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, for throwing that out there. But <laughs> I honestly, like, Chicago has the game plan and they have the pieces to sweep. They absolutely should. My question is mm. can Phoenix find a way to win the game? That's, mm, that's tough. 
That's tough. That's tough. And right quick. And right quick. Um, shout out to to Lamar. Um, down down in the audience. Uh, he uh, he says he's sticking with his uh, Mercury in in five prediction. Um, so of course he's going to have um the Mercury winning the next game. Um, going towards the back and forth. Uh, all you got to do is win three. So you know, with him, you know, sticking with his Mercury in five, I'm going to assume that he has the Mercury winning at home. Well, we shall see, man. Listen, we shall see. I guess I'm, I'm going with Chicago, man. They're peaking at the right time. And, um, you know, uh, it might, it might be troublesome, you know what I mean? For, for uh, Phoenix to, to, uh, you know, win this series, man. I don't know. It's, it's like how many more, you know, dominant, you know, fourth quarter performances you're going to get from, from Diana. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it might run its course and stuff, you know? Um, so we, we shall see, man. But uh, with that being said, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the WNBA show brought to you by 265 Media. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the WNBA show. Don't forget to follow 265 Media on Instagram and Twitter at 265 Media. For KDOT, for Jeanette, thank you for coming on to the show. I'm Daniel Artest. Love is love. Peace.